This is Contractor Sense with Ruth King. Welcome to Contractor Sense. Here you discover ideas, tactics, news, and information that matters to your contracting business and you. I'm your host, Ruth King. This episode is sponsored by Profitability Movement. Go to profitability-movement.mn.co to discover how this tool can help you increase your profitability and build wealth. Thank you for joining us. Here is how we will help your business today. I'm going to start by telling you a really frustrating story that happened. That is my story. And then we're going to go into different ways that you may want to increase your revenues and your profits this spring. So here's my story. We've had a rug that's been in our household and our family for about 50 years. And I needed to get it cleaned. And I'd had this rug cleaned, oh gosh, you know, many, many years ago. And I didn't remember the name of the company who cleaned the rug, but they did a phenomenal job on this rug. And so I had to literally do a Google search, you know, rug cleaners in my area. And a whole bunch of rug cleaners came up and I thought I recognized the name. So I went to their website and the only way I knew that it was the right company is I had given them a Google review many, many years ago. It was a really good Google review. And yes, it was still there. So I knew it was the right company. And and I started thinking about it because, you know, what would have happened you know, if the guy had just given me a business card, I mean, it's as simple as giving me a business card. I would have kept it, obviously, because I was really happy with the work they did. And the rug turned out beautifully and it was clean. And business card would have been helpful, really, really helpful. And then, okay, so business card being number one. But what if he had sent me and started communicating with me, you know, every six months, I don't think he'd have to communicate every month, but if he sent me some communications, you know, once a year, twice a year, things that could be helpful to keep my rug clean or whatever else it is, you know, you know, things that can help me just remember who he is so that I don't go through a frustrating Google search and wasting my time to find this guy's, the company's phone number. So I have three questions for you as a result of that. Number one, When was the last time you communicated with your customers when you didn't want something, i.e. it wasn't time for maintenance, okay? But your maintenance customers, at least you have familiarity with them because you contact them once a year for plumbing, twice a year for HVAC, you know, something like that. So there is some contact every, at least every single year. But let's assume that they're not a maintenance customer. When was the last time you talked to somebody who used your company just for service or for a project? Spend thousands of dollars with you, okay? Number one. Number two, suppose, like me, a former customer really liked your work. How easy would it be for her to find your services again if they needed you? And number three, if, they, if this person did a Google search, how many of your competitors would she find that she could, quote unquote, try this time? So the moral of my story is that you have to communicate with your customers. You know, you really might think this is an expense, but think about it from the other perspective. Think about it from a perspective of, okay, by communicating with my customers, we keep them, quote unquote, in the fold. We can potentially offer them things that will help them be more comfortable in their homes and their offices. And if we talk to them when we don't want something, they're likely to remember it, especially if it's short and helpful. I mean, people are always looking for things that will help them. 
And as long as it's not a, you know, 22-page email, you know, communication, you'll be fine. You know, short and sweet and to the point is kind of cool. So think about doing that. It might be custom, it might be emails, it might be postcards. I don't suggest letters for customers who haven't used you in a while because they won't remember who you are. And unless you do it in a very bright yellow or pink envelope or something like that, they're not likely to open the envelope because they don't recognize the name. So customer communication is absolutely critical. There was a study done years ago by, and I don't even remember who, that said that 65% of your customers leave because they don't think that you um, that you went out of business or they don't think you care and they don't call you or talk to you or communicate with you at some point in time so that you can remember them and they can say thank you for being, you know, one of our customers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So part one is talk to them. All right. So if you haven't talked to them in a while, we're going to talk about reactivating them and how you do that too. So when we get back from break, we're going to talk about reactivating your inactive customers. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. Eliminate costly warranty leak repair headaches. Three years ago, Ruth King wrote a leak policy letter for one of her clients who was dealing with huge warranty leak issues. When she gave the letter to technicians and trained them on how to use it, warranty leaks went from zero, that's right, zero. Then she gave the letter to one of her other clients and any contractor who wanted it. The results? The same. Zero warranty leak repairs. The unexpected benefits? An increase in replacement sales. Ruth shares his letter with anyone and everyone who wants it. So get your sample leak policy letter for free. No strings, no catches, no guarantee of results. Go to hvacchannel.tv or call us at 877-520-4321. Click on the link in the middle of the homepage to get your free leak policy letter. I hope you experience zero warranty leak repairs and eliminate a major costly headache. We're back. Thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. Hopefully before the break, you got the light bulb going off and saying, okay, we have to talk to our customers. It doesn't have to be onerous. It doesn't have to take hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. Um, Get one of your kids who's really good with computers and who can do something on MailChimp or who can do something on Constant Contact. It's very quick, it's very easy, and you don't have to think about it. And guess what? It's automatic. All right. So that's step one. Step two is actually looking at it from a perspective of reactivating your inactive customers. And I define an inactive customer as a customer who's used you in the past within the past five years. And I'll explain why I don't go longer than five years in most cases. And But they haven't used you in the past 18 months, so 19 months to five years, or maybe 19 months to three years, depending upon what we're talking to them about. The reason that I don't go past five years is that I find communications drop off significantly, results drop off significantly over five years, unless it's a piece of equipment that you've installed or something, something huge, all right? If they've just done service work, the likelihood is they've gone somewhere else after five years or they've moved or they've, you know, passed away or, you know, something happened after five years. In the city of Atlanta, you know, most people move five to, every five to seven years. So, I mean, you know, done. You're absolutely done from that perspective. So we're going to talk 
look at that customer database and look at how many customers are there, how many inactive customers you have that are 19 months to five years. And, you know, if it's huge numbers, if it's thousands and thousands, make it 19 months to three years. There's plenty of work just with those three years. All right. So the thing is to find out why they haven't used you. All right. And there's two ways to do this, too. It depends upon, you know, what you did. So, for example, if it was service calls that let's say if it was under five hundred dollars, that they spent with you, you may want to do it through a postcard that says, you know, have we slipped up? We want you back. You know, something along those lines that's cute, that's memorable with an offer for them to come back. Um, If they spent over $5,000 with you, my gut is to say, all right, they're somebody who needs a phone call. Yes, pick up the phone. And I know for some of you, that's like, oh my God, I don't want to pick up the phone. But the reality is, if somebody spent thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars with you and you haven't heard from them in three years, uh, I think it's time to make a phone call, right? Do it in a humorous way. I'm not asking you to be dumb and boring and drone-like and stuff like that. But, you know, you as an owner really should make these phone calls. They should not come from a customer service rep. Coming from you means that the customer is important, number one. The customer is likely to pay attention and talk to you because it isn't oh, some customer service rep. You as an owner took the time to find out why they haven't been, you know, talked to you in 19 months, three years or whatever else it is. All right. So, again, do it in a humorous way. So here's what I'd suggest. You know, Ms. Mrs. Customer, I'm Ruth King, the CEO of ABC Plumbing and Heating. You know, I probably don't want to know the answers to this question, but I need to know the answer to this question. Usually that gets a laugh or usually it will put them at ease. You know, one of the two things, they know that this is not going to be a serious phone call. It is serious, but it's being done in a humorous way. It's being done in a light way and it will calm them down totally. So, Mrs. Jones, I'm Ruth King. I'm CEO of ABC Plumbing and Heating. I probably don't want to know the answers to this question, but I need to know the answer to this question. So they say, okay. I noticed that we haven't done business with you in the past 18 months or the past two years. Did we screw up? And just be quiet. It may be 20 seconds of silence, but the customer needs to speak first. And I promise you 20 seconds of silence. You know, if I did that right now and put my stopwatch on, you all would get really, really, really uncomfortable. Try doing that. Um, I once had a situation, which I'll explain in a little bit later, about about being quiet. But the reality is, is you need to let the customer speak first. You know, the system is working just fine. I, you know, we just haven't had a need. Um, and you know, just see what they say. See what the customer says is the answer. You know, you know, then the question is, how do we get you back? You know, we'd love to have you earn your business again. How do we do that? Again, be quiet. Let the customer answer. And they'll tell you. A lot of times what you're going to find is the customer says, well, we didn't hear from you for so long that, I didn't, that we thought you went out of business. All right. That is a very, very, unfortunately, very typical response. So reactivating your customer base is probably the quickest, the easiest way to generate revenues in slower times in the year. And for some of you, it's still slow. Um, spring hasn't picked up. Summer isn't here yet. 
for some of you, it's still important to reactivate your inactive customers because you want your customers back. They've already spent money with you, so there is some level of trust. Keep it going. And, and that's really the key to making sure that you stay busy and stay profitable and stay productive. Now, I promised you that I would tell you about being silent. So there was a situation one time where I needed something and I needed the answer to be yes. And so I asked the question and was quiet. And I, for whatever reason, I put, you know, watched my watch and it was 32 seconds later before the other person spoke. Did it get very uncomfortable? Absolutely. But did I speak first? No, I got what I wanted. So practice being quiet for 32 seconds. It's really, really, really uncomfortable. But the reason you've got to do it is that your customer who has spent money with you has to speak first, okay? You need to find out what's on their mind. Now, they might speak instantly, oh, gosh, I just thought you guys went out of business. Um, You know, I'm glad to hear that you're still in business. Um, And you may at that particular point say, terrific, you know, what can we do to earn your business back again? And again, be quiet. And then you're going to be in a situation where you're, you're going to want to get her email address if you don't have it. Um, you know, if there is something that you're offering through the postcards that you're sending, you can offer that to her too and send it to her in the mail. I mean, whatever she says, start the conversation and really and truly get the customer back, have them become an active customer and you will enroll more maintenance agreements You'll have a stronger customer base. You'll generate more revenue. And if your pricing is right, you'll generate more profit too. So moral of the story, communicate with your customers. You know, don't have the rug situation that happened to me, number one. And number two, go through your customer list and figure out how many customers you haven't done business with in the past 19 months to five years. Either call them send them a postcard or other way, communicate with them that you want them back. You know, did we screw up, you know, put a picture of a guy stepping on a banana peel, you know, or something, you know, humorous. Uh, If you don't like that, you know, just put a funny character in there and say, did we screw up if you want to do it by postcards. But anybody who spent thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars with you deserves a phone call find out what's going on with them. And you'll be surprised. Number one, you'll get most of them back in the fold. You'll probably get referrals from most of them. And it will help continually generate revenue and profits for you, build loyalty with your customer base. And if you can get them on the maintenance program, that's even better. So that's what I would do. So thank you for joining us. Choose one thing that you discovered and implement it in your business. These ideas, tactics, and strategies help you make more money, have more free time, and give back. If you like today's program, spread the word. Please review this podcast on any device you're listening to it on. Help a fellow contractor make more money too. For comments or questions, call me at 770-729-0258 or email ruthking at hvacchannel.tv. Thanks for listening. Have a great and profitable day.